welcome to another episode of A Woman's Worth with Mishanda. A woman's worth is being informed. A woman's worth is being educated. A woman's worth is being aware. A woman's worth is knowing how to prevent disease and have optimal health. Welcome, listeners, to another episode of A Woman's Worth. A Woman's Worth is a community health show created by Afram South to promote health awareness, specifically HIV, to African-American women in Montgomery. Afram South is a nonprofit organization that is located in Montgomery. This show is also funded by the Alabama Department of Public Health, HIV AIDS Division, ending the HIV epidemic in the U.S. Today, we have another asset to the show. <laughs> I'm going to welcome Dr. Foster, Pam Foster. She's going she's gonna to join us now as our co-host for Woman's Worth. So today, this is going to be an introduction show to introduce you, the listeners, to Dr. Pamela Foster. Welcome again, Dr. Pamela Foster. You all have, you know, listeners, you listen to Dr. Foster. She talked to us about COVID and HIV and the impact of COVID vaccines. And um, previous shows, we had Dr. Foster on with Dr. Owen. So now she's coming on permanent with us as a co-host. Yes, yes. How about that? So I'm joining uh, the great host, Rashonda White. Uh, Dr. Pam uh, Foster, uh, better known as Dr. Pam, I will be joining Rashonda, and I'm just happy to join her uh, with the the work she's already um, set up with the Women's Worth. What a great uh, show and what a great topic. Yes, and Dr. Foster, you and I have worked together for, my gosh, over 10 years yes, in the yes. field of HIV and AIDS, yes. and particularly work that you all have done, your work at UA, and also your work with Ephraim South is working right. with pastors in the community across the Black Belt of Alabama, particularly the work in Lowndes County that you've done. So, yes, right. it's a joy to, to, to have worked with you and to have you on this, on this, Thank to work you. with Thank you on you, this Rashonda. show as well. You know, I, you. I think of myself as a activist scholar. Yes. So I, I am a, a researcher, uh, am involved heavily with scholarship, and particularly my main uh, focus, a uh, research focus, is HIV stigma. Yes. Um, I moved here from New York, uh, me and my husband, Bill Foster, from the New York City area. And one of the first things I noticed, Rashonda, when I got here was nobody was talking about HIV. I, I was down and uh, working at Tuskegee University at the Bioethics Center. National Bioethics Center. And the one thing I noticed was uh, the, the there was not a lot of noise around HIV AIDS. You know, I'd been in other big cities like New York, New York City area, Washington, D.C., Atlanta. Uh, the activism around HIV was very loud, particularly on certain days, you know, like World AIDS Day is getting ready to come up. But here it was a little bit quieter. Um, so I started to look, sort of look at the uh, data uh, and it was the other interesting thing was the epidemic was moving from those coasts on the West, California and New York and moving to the South, where the South was becoming a new epicenter. And uh, researchers started asking the question, why? Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things was maybe stigma. Maybe the stigma is more pronounced here in the South. We know this is the Bible Belt. Uh, people yes. are very religious. Um, so that's what I started sort of examining, uh, talking to people living with HIV, getting their stories, trying to characterize what was going on. And one of the first things uh, uh, when we interviewed some uh, patients, particularly in the rural South, the rural Alabama, 
about HIV, we asked them where they felt most stigmatized, and they said the church. Mm-hmm. So wow. that's what got me into the faith-based uh, arena around HIV stigma. Um, I, I was fortunate to get a, a CDC grant as a MARI fellow, uh, Minority AIDS Research Initiative fellow, uh, to test an intervention in churches called FAITH, mm-hmm. uh, faith-based anti-stigma uh, intervention towards healing HIV. Um, it worked. And so proud of that work. And so as a result of this work, I've still been sort of working in that faith-based anti-stigma um, arena around HIV. And not not too many of us in the arena, um, Rashonda. But I found a, another fellow researcher um, working in the field. She, she's actually a white female from Brown University. Oh. Uh, yeah. Uh, and she was doing work with uh, African-American pastors in Philadelphia. Okay. Um, and really getting engaged and working uh, 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 very strongly with them. Um, and she's from originally from Arkansas. She's a Southerner. OK, um, so she uh, shifted when the when the epidemic, sh- uh, when we saw that the epicenter now was the South, she became interested in the South and started organizing with black pastors in, in Mississippi, mm-hmm. particularly okay. Jackson, Mississippi. Okay. And uh, so her project is was called and, and the project in Philly was called Faith in Action. Okay, And so um, we said, look, we need to not just focus on just one state, southern state. We probably need to have a regional sort of approach and sort of come together um, to look at um, uh, the the benefits. Because both of us in the work we're doing, we realize that African-American pastors are a strong ally for doing HIV prevention work. Um, and they could really fill in the gaps uh, where they're needed. So that's that's what we did. We came up with this idea of a uh, HIV hotspot, looking at three states, Alabama, Mississippi, and Arkansas, to talk to pastors in those three states. Okay, I think I lost. Rashonda, are you back? I'm back now. I don't know what happened. Yeah, I think something's going on, but we'll just keep moving. Yeah, this yeah. We can't, we don't yeah. never know. Yeah, yeah we, we just we, don't know. Um, yeah. I don't know. Um, did you have any questions, Rashonda, about how yeah. I sort of came to this project? Yeah, I was going to talk to you about when you talked about you when you got here to Alabama mm-hmm. and your work and what you saw here in Alabama, particularly the stigma. Mm-hmm. And you started to work with pastors across Alabama mm-hmm. and talk to us about which particular the pastors that you worked with in some of the areas and um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. about your project faith. OK, and- project faith. We opened it up really to any church in rural Alabama. Okay. I generally have kind of targeted the Black Belt okay. region of Alabama since I was working at Tuskegee and now here in West Alabama. Um, but it was open up to any pastor. It took me a year and a half, uh, Rashonda, to recruit 12 pastors. Wow. And that seems like a long time, right? Yeah, 12. Yes. 12 wow. pastors. I did it through. And it was in what year was this? 
Oh, this was between uh, 2012 and 2016. It was a four-year fellowship. Wow. So between 2012, 2014. Uh, and I wanted you to say I the year because I wanted you to say the yes, year. Yes, yes, yes. The 21st yes, century at the yes, time. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. And yeah, so, but, but. They're passing in the 21st yes. century. So it took a long time. Right. Because this wasn't a sort of pop-in sort of research project. A lot of times we do projects, we might interview the pastor, and that doesn't take as much to recruit. Uh, it still takes time to recruit pastors for any HIV study, but this was a study with their congregational members. Okay. So it was with the pastors, and we were recruiting 20 uh, congregational members. I, okay. I used, uh, I, you know, I can't recruit it's, it's best to recruit from within. So I had to partner with four pastors, African-American pastors, four different denominations, uh, two of them Baptist, but the other two uh, different denominations. And that's where I started from. They helped me recruit the pastors they knew. Uh, we, we recruited, you know, we went to the bishops and the district uh, ministers and sort of did a top down. Okay. Also bottom up, you know, pastors that they knew kind of parallel. Okay, Uh, But it took a long time. I mean, I remember one pastor in Lowndes County. I kind of concentrated. I had three churches in Lowndes County out of the 12 because I knew that they had some uh, some really um, hot spots in Lowndes County. Because I remember most of the cases were coming from Lowndes County. Yes, yes, yes. Even though it's a really small county, there was there was some uh, epidemic, you know, some some outbreaks uh, right in Lowndes County, certain certain um, zip codes. But uh, but he said to me, uh, we want to deal with you. Don't be sending no graduate student out here because <laughs> that's how researchers work a lot. Yeah. Uh, and which means if I said I was going to uh, uh, have churches all over the state, I had to travel mm-hmm. uh, all over the state. I had to work on Saturdays. I had to work on because I'm dealing with pastors and churches. I had to deal on their schedule. So right. when he said, look, I got four or five pastors here that want to talk to you about the study. Uh, I need you to come down in two days and, mm-hmm. you know, get in my car and go. So that's yeah. that's the kind of work when we're talking about community engagement work. That's where the rubber hits the road. And that's why you don't see a lot of people in the academy doing this kind of work where they're really going you know, long distances. I had some churches in Phoenix City, wow. which is far from Tuscaloosa. Right. Yeah. Um, but but. Um, you know, all over, not not as many in the black belt. I had well Lowndes and Selma and uh one in and one pastor in Greene County, but the rest were sort of um uh and all rural. So all over, all over. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I know you had you mentioned another study that you working on and mm-hmm. um the hot spot HIV. And that's with pastors across um those three south. Yeah, Yeah, Alabama, Mississippi, Arkansas. And that's mainly because I had connections in Alabama. Uh, My my collaborator and she was the lead on the project, Dr. Amy Nunn, had contact. She had already been working many for many years in Mississippi. Um, And then because she's from Arkansas, she had begun to establish some relationships with the researcher, uh, Tiffany. I think it's Tiffany Johnson. Um, in um, uh, can't remember Tiffany's last name. She's a researcher at the University of Arkansas Med School. Okay. She she did more faith based work. She had never worked in HIV, but we recruited her into the study um, to recruit um, because she worked with churches, okay. pastors from Arkansas. So we tried to. Our aim was to get a hundred pastors 
Right. So 30, you know, 30 from each state. Okay. Uh, I'm, I, I think we did pretty good in Alabama. I think we might have been one. Mississippi was two. And maybe Mississippi might have inched us out at the end. And Arkansas uh, kind of lagged behind. But we all kind of reached that. We got 65. Okay. We were trying okay. to get um a hundred, but we got sixty-five. So we did we did pretty good. And I had a I had, you know, pastors that I had worked with before. I had new pastors, I had women, female pastors, because most of the pastors in my uh project faith study were male, because most of the pastors in the rural south are okay. male, depending on the denomination. So you, know, you pretty uh, much extended that work from Project South. I did. I, mean, I did. Faith, I'm sorry. To Faith, the hot yes, spot. yes, yes. To the hot spot. What we did was just started sort of and the continuation in, in the project uh, hot spot study. We were really looking at the ending the HIV epidemic and what we wanted to see what pastors knew and how they could help us okay. in the ending the HIV epidemic. Remember when I did Project Faith? That initiative ending the HIV epidemic, which is a document, federal document. Um, during the Obama administration wasn't around when I was doing my Project Faith um, um, project. So a little different um, things. PrEP wasn't around. So we asked them about PrEP. We asked them about, you know, with the uh, ending the HIV epidemic, uh, U equals U. Okay. You know what that is. We asked them about um, partnering their relationships with clinics not just aid service organizations, but also clinics uh, that are doing the work. So, yeah. So, okay, so you mentioned you. You equals you. Equals you. Talk to yeah. our listeners about you equals you. Tell our yeah, listeners so, about that. So, um, as a result of, uh, of uh, work, I remember going to the International AIDS Conference, and I think that was in around 2012. First time, remember when Obama was president, first time it was on U.S. soil. Yeah, he reestablished um, yes. that. Um, he reestablished that, it because uh, yeah. there was this. There, there was a law in the books that nobody with HIV could come into the country. Remember? Yeah. Um, so that was ridiculous. And and when he ended that um, law, then that opened up for the uh, AIDS International AIDS Conference to be in DC. It was in DC that year, and we were just talking about this whole um, area of um, uh, medications. You know, uh, medications had improved over the uh, decades of uh, HIV. We had combination therapies. And we were beginning to realize that if you could get most of the people, first, we, if we could diagnose people with HIV, get them treated, and get their viral loads down to zero, that we could end the epidemic. Okay. So U, U equals undetectable. Okay equals untransmittable. Mm -hmm. So in other words, if, if a person has a you know, very low viral HIV viral load or zero, essentially zero, they are not able to transmit that to another person. So that's that was sort of uh, revolutionary. U equals U, mm -hmm. where we would now we can almost see uh, uh, ending in 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 um in sight for ending the epidemic. Right. You equals right. you. You equals you. You equals so, you. Who equals yeah. you? Listeners, yes. you equals you. You equals you. Equals you. Undetectable and undetectable equals untransmittable. Right. So we yes, wanted yes. to know if that uh if the pastors knew that language. Most of them didn't. 
Mm-hmm. That has not been translated to the public. I think we as providers and uh, who work in the field know, but that hasn't been. So that's number one. Number two was PrEP. We have this great new tool, preventive tool, in our arsenal now uh, with ending the HIV epidemic called PrEP. What is PrEP? Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Free prophylaxis treatment, right? Yes. Free. We did a show on that. Yeah. We did you um, do a show. Okay. So yeah, we just... did a show. We did a show um, a couple of months ago. A great show with Sharika Williams from um, MAO, Medical okay. Advocacy Outreach in Montgomery. Okay. And we did it on women in prep. And she gave a great show great. and description and informed our, parent, our listeners about that. Prep. About yeah, prep free, and how to get it. Free yeah, exposure prophylaxis. Pre-exposure right. prophylaxis. So what does that mean? I, I, I'm sure you covered it. So we're just repeating what she yes. talked about. It really means the dynamic because she works and it does it every day. Right, right. That's education great. manager there. And, and, and since you talked about it and um, that's something since it's a, it's very um, a great I guess I should say a powerful prevention tool. It is. That we have now. It's our best prevention tool that we have now. We don't have a vaccine yet. Right. But it is our best prevention tool. So based on that, it appears that we probably, in this show, we need to do more education on that, which bringing um, Sharika back probably in the 2020. The other thing is when we asked the pastors, do they, what is prep? They didn't know. They didn't know. Yeah. Didn't know. Yeah. yeah. So I we, can believe we have to do a better job of getting out the message. You equals you prep pre-exposure uh, prophylaxis, which means that we have this tool now that can prevent a person from getting HIV, just like a vaccine, right? Primary right. prevention. They just have to take one pill a day. Right. And they have to right. be monitored because it does have side effects, but it, it 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 is a great prevention. It prevents a person who may be at high risk or the partner of a person who's HIV positive mm-hmm. uh, from getting uh, HIV. HIV. So those are two right. great uh, things that we learned. Um, so, you know, just knowledge. We have to continually um, assess what people know and what we need to be uh, telling them. Right. Uh, and then, but, but the other thing we did was really ask them, what is your uh, interest in participating in EHE, ending the HIV epidemic activities? And there, they gave a resounding yes to mm-hmm. that. Okay. Most of them said they felt they had a moral obligation to respond to the pan, uh, epidemic. Right. Most of them understood how HIV is transmitted, but they were unaware of some of the local micro epidemics. So we talked about one of those, um, uh, uh, Rashonda, uh, Lowndes County. Mm-hmm. One, I mean, we know zip code wise where the micro epidemic was or is mm-hmm. um, in Alabama. So we've got to probably do a better job of uh, letting the public know as well so that they can, you know, be uh, respond as right. partners in this. In yeah. This. And and that's the purpose, you know, this show is to definitely inform our listeners. Right. And, you know, many of our listeners are part of the church. Right. And right. Um, want, you know, them to become more informed and more aware and ho- and actually more and with the hope of getting involved in the work. Right. Um, in the past on National Faith HIV Awareness Day in August, 
August 29th. We did a couple mm-hmm. of shows on 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 that and encouraging mm-hmm. the faith community to get involved if the, if it's just starting out with awareness. Correct. Education. Education. Showing education awareness. Education, for yes. this month, we talked about just going for the month for that for that day, August 29th, just saying this is National HIV Awareness Day. Yeah, but we were we were actually trying to push them to just beyond education yes. and awareness, although they needed to know, like most of them didn't know that HIV treatment reduces risk. So what you have to do is get people treated, right? Uh, reduces the risk of transmission to others. Right. So the, if they know that, then they understand the importance of getting tested, right? Right. And then getting treated. So even encouraging them to have testing events. And, and you know, as we you and I have worked in HIV for a long period of time, and particularly here in Alabama, I'd say during the years of 20, I mean, 2006, up until, you know, 2000, I say 16, 17, 18, when I started mm-hmm. to see a decline in that there was a lot of churches involved at mm-hmm. one point mm-hmm. and doing the testing right. at the churches. Right, right, right. You know, I, think, I think one of the things that's happened is, of course, COVID has kind of put a right. damper on everything. So we've shifted and, and rightfully so to COVID, uh, definitely a pandemic and an emergency. But I don't right. want us to forget HIV. Right. Absolutely. 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 Don't Absolutely. want to forget. HIV. Don't want to forget. And continue yes. to raise awareness. And, and as you stated, continue to promote testing, you Correct. know, host testing at the churches and at- referral for treatment. That's the other piece. That's we the key. Want to. Mm-hmm. We can't do it without, of course, where they're going to get tested. Usually there's a referral um, uh, pattern. And to know where to where. Correct. To, so to, that's it, the it, other thing, because say a person, a pastor, you know, hears, uh, one of his yeah. members has HIV. Right. He's not taking their medicine. Right. So where can the pastor go to really get resources for that particular right. uh, congregational member? Right. That's and the and other sh- piece. That's the other piece we are really pushing for them to know right. who the aid service organizations are. MAO is, is one in the Montgomery area or where the prep clinics are. Right. 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 And I think the work that you and I, we, that your group did, particularly in Lowndes County and bringing, you know, um, people from faith together and particularly right. project wise, right. where we had one particular um, um, participant in that in that. Project right. that was a, a member of the faith community right. was evangelist, right. and because she was aware and educated and informed, when someone did come to her, a woman right. came to her and shared with her that she was HIV positive. Right, she was able to give her the information and to empower her to go access treatment. She know where to send her to in right. the Montgomery Isn't that area. Great? Isn't yes, that great. Yes, that's what it yes. should be about. Yes, yes. And let me tell yeah. you the other things we learned, um, Rashonda. The, the clergy were willing to partner with health clinics. Mm-hmm. They were willing to affirm the dignity of those living with HIV. Right. Which is fantastic because in some t- in some cases, uh, you know, several years back, uh, some pastors have not been affirming. Right. Right. So and they and, and, I can, and people in the community need that. You they need do. To be. They do. And that's what that woman when she when, um, was able to. Um, when she was affirmed and she felt still her dignity, she felt safe with the um, evangelist. Isn't that great? And, Isn't yes, that great? Yes. And so we, need more, 
We need more pastors like that for sure. Yes. And when and she's we going to tell her, that. go see about yourself. God wants you to be healthy. God right. wants you to right. get, take your medication. But you think know, about and, this, Rashonda. We got 66, 65 pastors who feel this way. Right. So that means right. that movement is growing, which is fantastic. Yes, absolutely. And absolutely. we wanted to continue to grow and that's why we want to encourage listeners to listen to this show right because we want to want the movement to continue to grow right the other things we learned uh they were willing to lead social marketing campaigns to help end the epidemic okay they were able to lead uh, efforts they were willing to lead efforts to reduce the stigma and affirm the value of those living with HIV, and they were uh, willing, and as I stated before, to promote HIV testing, treatment, and prevention. So that's a plus. Right. But a couple of things we learned that they they needed. They needed, still needed training for clinical aspects of HIV for prevention and care. So they didn't, you know, they saw, they would mention that they saw some of the commercials on TV Mm-hmm. talking about you equal you, but they didn't quite understand it completely. We, we laughed and talked about it, you know, mm-hmm. that there are some commercials on TV that talk sort of talk about you equals you. They don't use that language, right. but they could use a little bit more training around some of the clinical aspects okay. of prevention and care. Okay. They also expressed that they could use much more support from public health professionals Mm-hmm. like myself, health department, others, to scale clinical partnerships and research collaborations. So we need more partnerships. Okay. True Okay, so you learned more. That was, was that? That was a request. Request more clergy. partnerships. Yes, we need more partnerships, uh, clinical partnerships, and research collaborations. Anything else that they requested other than they that? They requested one more thing. They requested that clinical is. partners approach them uh, to insu- and ensure privacy. Mm-hmm. So okay. let them know who that maybe their their uh, congregants are, for, so that they can give them the spiritual support they need. Did they say anything about privacy. resources? What'd you say? Resources. resources. They, I think the resources come along with the training okay. and understanding. I, I think they knew that that there there was need for uh, knowing a little bit more about who's doing prep clinics, uh, who's doing what outside of the, you know, ADPH and, you know, some of the ASOs, because there's other, there are other partners that they probably, we really stress the federally uh, qualified health centers. Okay. And most of them had some relationships with them, but they didn't know what they were doing around HIV. Okay. Okay. That's another um, area that we probably need to strengthen. And the reason I ask that, because in some of the work I've done and working with the churches, some of them stress resources, financial resources. So I didn't know. Oh, financial. They... Yes, 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 yes. You know, that right. I'm not sure that came up as much as we were really focusing on EHE. OK. Meaning the HIV epidemic. So but I think you're right. Probably financial, social, spiritual. And capacity. building. Yeah. obvious. OK. That, uh, and some of the research I've done before, um, even though. Um, Persons living with HIV, uh, uh, HIV felt stigmatized. They uh, stressed how important spiritual spirituality was to their survival. Okay. okay. So that tells you one of the things I thought was bringing the two together. Right. So, uh, you know, church pastors, that was my whole idea for doing the intervention. 
and really um, uh, stressing that they need to be more affirming of people living with HIV. That was my other goal as well. Okay. So, so, so before so before we close today, Dr. Foster, yes. anything yes. else you want to share with our listeners, what you learned from Project Faith, um, the hot study? And the hot, hot spot study? No, I think that um, I just we're just continuing to do the work and, and really uh, the take home message is to uh, uh, look to uh, pastors as leaders okay. in our communities. They've always been leaders in our communities. So we will continue to lean on them because uh, they are our spiritual leaders. But we think I think and I know that they can be strong allies for helping to end the HIV epidemic. And we should um, have them as partners, strong partners. Yes, I totally agree. I totally agree. Thank you. And again, listeners, thank you so much, Dr. Foster, um, for sharing this important information with us on your research and what you've learned and working with pastors and HIV and the stigma. And also, again, I'm so delighted and um, happy to have you come aboard and um, be a co-host on the show. Yes. So we're looking forward looking forward to working with you and providing great information and education for our community, particularly for um, the women in um, Montgomery. Yes. So with that said, any pardon, any closing words? No, no, just just uh, delighted to be a part of the the uh, have been a part of the Afram South uh, family, but delighted to be a part of the women's a woman's worth. Uh, show radio show and thank you so remember listeners a woman's worth is being informed a woman's worth is being educated a woman's worth is being aware a woman's worth is knowing how to prevent disease and have optimal health thank you and i'll see you on the next show thank you all right thank you Joy and foe.